0: This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. I'd say one of the most underused aspects of generative AI is using it to take your voice and your style and create multiple piece of content on the back end that's what we're going to be talking about today on everyday ai how you can use ai to really just create a content machine that just starts with nothing more than your voice i'm excited to talk uh with today's guests but before we do welcome to everyone thank you for joining us if you're listening on the podcast We appreciate your support. Make sure to check out the show notes, the episode description. We always have a lot of additional resources, as well as how you can sign up for the newsletter for more information on today's show. And if you're joining us live, like, hey, Tara's Tara's beating everyone every single day. Tara, thanks for joining. Uh, If if you're joining us live, get your questions in. What do you want to know about the best ways to use AI to repurpose your voice, your style? Thank you all for joining us. Chrissy, good morning to you as well. Before we get into that, as a reminder, if you are joining us live or on the live stream, and if you aren't listening yet, or if you aren't uh, subscribed to our newsletter, like why not? Let me know. I always like hearing, but go to youreverydayai.com. It is a free generative AI university. There's not a single source out there, not a single unbiased source that has more information on generative AI than we do. More than 200 podcasts you can go listen to, more than 200 newsletters. Uh, And you can also, hey, if you wanna learn about entrepreneurship or startups or sales or whatever it is, we have it all categorized on our website. All right, but let's go over what's happening in the world of AI news. All right, so Adobe is officially getting into the AI video space well, they kind of already are, but in a bigger way. So Adobe's head of AI research just announced on social media that they're creating a new division called CAVA. So this Adobe research introduced the Kava team, which is the co-creation for audio, video, and animation. So uh, reportedly, this is a team of 50 researchers focused on all aspects of video creation, including music, speech, and interaction design. Uh, so, Adobe also yesterday just released an AI powered chatbot called their AI Assistant that works inside of their Adobe Acrobat program uh, that allows you to chat with your documents of different file formats. All right, it's a hey, it's 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 all the big tech titans today making the news because Meta is also in the news showcasing some new AI powered devices and features. So. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced the development of an AI-powered wristband and AI-embedded red band, uh, Ray-Ban glasses as part of their mission to democratize AI technology and enhance user experience. So the new wristband one, it's really cool. We'll uh, drop a link to it in the newsletter. You can see it. Uh, but the new uh, EMG, which is Electromyography Neural Interface Wristband, can track gesture controls through brain waves. yes potentially allowing for typing and controlling devices with just hand movement. So, yes, I believe the, uh, the demo was them using this new EMG brain technology, wear it on your wrist, and uh, I think they were controlling the uh, new MetaQuest interface. Uh, but Meta is focused on making this AI technology more accessible to the masses through these innovative products. It's pretty cool to, to watch, if I'm being honest. Uh, Also, these wearable devices aim to capture neural activity and provide real-time assistance, making learning and understanding uh, more familiar uh, with with your surroundings. All right. Last but not least, we got big money. Big money here at the end. Anthropic is cashing even more big checks. This time after netting a large $750 million investment. So uh, the latest fundraising round here came from Menlo Ventures. Uh, Anthropic has raised a total of 7.3 billion with a B in investments, with big tech companies like Google, Amazon, into Asian telecom companies contributing as well. Uh, so part of their deal with Amazon, if you didn't know this, pretty smart on Anthropic side. Uh, but part of the deal between Amazon and Anthropic includes uh, allowing Anthropic to use a lot of cloud capacity from AWS uh, for AI training and inference. All right, and as always, there's always more. So make sure you go sign up for our newsletter at youreverydayai.com. We always have more news, more fresh finds from across the internet, and more from our guests today. Uh, so hey, warning all all the uh, you know the, the SaaS founders and the Gen AI companies that bug me uh, every day. Don't hey, I love hearing from you, but I don't bring companies on uh, because I hear too many of them. But in this one's different because I actually reached out to Blaine uh our our guest for today. Uh so I'll tell you why but first let's bring him on and bring him on to the stage. All right. So there we go. Uh Blaine Bolus is the co-founder of Cast Magic. Blaine, thanks for joining the show.
1: Jordan, what's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So Blaine, real quick, just tell us a little bit about what you do and and what Cast Magic is, uh the company you co-founded.
1: Sure. So I'm the co-founder of Cast Magic and we're basically an all-in-one content workspace that uses your own Media context. So things like it could be voice notes, media files, audio files, anything like that. And it uses it as context to write whatever sort of content that you'd like using AI.
0: And I I, I do have to get it out of the way. We are big Cast Magic fans. I've talked about it on the show before, maybe two or three times. It's a tool that we use every single day. So yes, I did ask Blaine. I'm like, you gotta come on the show and we gotta talk about it because I think it's actually a very Powerful, just just the concept of of you know using AI to take your voice um, and and uh, you know create a lot of content on the backside. But Lane, I'm curious, like what gave you the idea to to start Cast Magic?
1: Yeah, so basically the way it started is kind of like you. I found myself in the podcasting space. I host a podcast called DTC Pod. We have over 300 episodes, and one of the biggest challenges was we'd have all these great conversations with guests that were you know 30 minutes to an hour long. And then creating more either promotional content or even just like digestible content from that podcast was like really impossible. We would try to outsource it to agencies and you'd have people like trying to like read through the transcripts and understand what was going on. And like the content that they were delivering out of it just like wasn't really cutting it for our needs. So we saw AI coming along and said, hey, what if we could basically productize everything that, you know, we're trying to outsource to agencies and people who aren't quite cutting it. So, um, that was kind of the first version was like build a tool to like ingest our podcast, transcribe it and take all of that context in that transcription and turn it into all the different content assets that we would need for every different social platform, the follow-up email to the guest, the notes for our website, like all of those different content assets, just do it instantly with AI. And then once we were able to do that, we're like, wait a minute. If we can do this for like hour long podcast conversations, like this type of, you know, functionality could really be applied to anything, anything that involves audio, audio or media. So whether it's your voice notes, whether it's your meetings, whether it's, um, you know, pulling videos from YouTube or Vimeo or Instagram or TikTok and using those as source context to build something else, like it can all be done with that infrastructure. So that was kind of like the impetus. It started as um, a podcast content creation tool. And then we're like, wait a minute, we can kind of use this for everything that has to do with media.
0: Absolutely, and hey, if you are joining us live, I think this is a great opportunity to ask Blaine any question because I think there's so many ways um, that even non-podcasters can and should be using AI to repurpose their their thoughts and their voices. But maybe let's let's start there, Blaine. So you know, even if we just kind of rewind uh, from or you know zoom out from just Cast Magic, but like, why should should even non-podcasters be using AI uh, to to repurpose their own voice, their own thoughts um, and and produce content? Why why can this be for even non-podcasters?
1: So I think content is really important. I think we're kind of in this wave of explosion of... People creating content. We saw it first, like, sort of happen in blogs and like short form bloggers on Instagram. And then now you started to see it on like LinkedIn and other platforms like that, where everyone's creating content. And why do people want to create content? Because it grows your trust, which allows you to grow your business, whatever it is, whether you're choosing to get massive scale and monetize just solely from your content and promotions that happen there, or if you're going a little bit more niche it may be the perfect way to generate leads for whatever it is your business is. If you have a really high ticket business, I mean, 100 views on the internet could yield a couple conversions. And the beautiful thing about content is it lets people find you. So people just generally don't, Love being sold to like hard and directly, but like people love finding things and discovering it. So, it basic content when you put it out and you're consistent about it, it turns what used to be uh, like an outbound motion where you're doing cold sales and you're reaching out and you're talking to people who don't really want to hear from you and it turns that to an inbound motion. So, we're really big on content. I know you are, and a whole bunch of other businesses are really growing and thriving through just creating content consistently, putting it out there and growing your business. So that's kind of the, the why you should care about um, creating content. And then the other thing I'd say for any sort of um, professional is like kind of that challenge we were talking about before with the format of a podcast or a dialogue. There's just so much information in there and it's like information dense, but like getting it in usable formats is, isn't always the easiest sort of thing. So, you know, we've seen use cases for like, I mean, sales teams at car dealerships or sales teams that are doing online selling, like anyone who's having conversation or dialogue and trying to be like, wait a minute, what did we talk about there? I want to extract that information and I want to use it in a useful way. Um, And people are using Cast magic to to
0: do that, which is cool. You know, and uh, a comment coming in here from Ken, just, you know, saying the human connection through the human voice. Uh, Blaine can you, can you talk a little bit about that and how you know these in you know there's so many don't get me wrong I love cast magic we've used a handful of them and a lot of different uh you know companies do this really well. but can you talk a little bit about the process of using your own voice um and, and, and what that opens up for creating more human sounding and more relational written content?
1: Yeah. So I think the whole concept of human voice is amazing. And it's something that kind of like blows my mind, Um, you know, as a podcaster, podcasting is also such, or streaming anything. It's there's such interesting mediums because when you're doing it, you don't really feel like anyone's like listening, but then the people who are listening, it's like they're sitting in a room with you, hearing you like ramble or go on for an hour. And, and the voice, it's like, you know, like, I don't think humans were like, we didn't, we weren't evolved to like expect to be hearing digital voices like in our heads from people. So when you have that experience, it just makes you feel like you're like in the room with them, which is why, you know, podcast advertising has like taken off in, in the latest years. It's, it's just in terms of like the brand equity and a- awareness and the, that level of trust that you get through the human voice. It's a really big thing. Now, moving to your second point, which is about how do you use that context um, to, basically leverage that into other relatable mediums. Um, basically, w- one of the challenges of AI is getting it to like write like you, sound like you and put out content assets the way you would have done if you had written them yourself. So the way we like to think of it is like there's three keys to like building a successful content engine with AI to get it to like sound like you and do everything as if you were like a superhuman who had like all the time in the world to do this. And the first is context. So it needs unique information or data. And in that context, it's the dialogues, conversations, videos, voice ramblings, whatever you're feeding the AI that is unique to you and only you like AI is trained on the corpus of the internet, but it's not trained on what you're thinking or saying right now in the moment. So context is number one. Number two, when it comes to content is, is strategy, right? Like what is the right content strategy for your business? What channel do you want to be on? How many times do you want to post? What's the concepts that you're putting out? As a content creator, you need to go in with some level of strategy so you can build a system to, to scale this, right? And the third part is kind of what we talked about. That's authenticity and tone matching. So when you're putting out content, if you're just going into ChatGPT and you're saying, write me a tweet thread about X, Y, Z topic. Well, guess what? Like thousands of other people have put that exact same prompt into ChatGPT and gotten the exact same like boring, like platitudinal answer. So when you combine context with strategy and the ability to then match your own tone, voice and style, now you can get content that like sounds a lot like you. It comes from your own context. And now you can like basically put a little polish on and push it out and it helps you just gain a lot of leverage when it comes to creating content or, um, you know, being present on all the channels that you like to be present on. All
0: right. I've I've, I've got a hot take on this one, but I want to hear from you. Is too much AI content right now a problem?
1: Yes. So I think so. I think the biggest mistake people are making is putting out like too much crappy AI content, right? I think um, you know, people will just go to chat GPT, write something and just copy paste. And I think if you're doing that, I think like going back to what we talked about with authenticity, people trust people and people don't trust people where it's like, that's not you talking, like, what are you doing? Right. So I think the key is, you know, if you're going to be using AI to like publish content, like put your own spin on it, give it a proofread, make sure it's something that you would actually write and press publish on. Um, I think it's a great accelerator for humans. But again, we're the last level of curation. So we should be having a voice and a part in the content that's being created other than lazily just creating the content and being like, okay, I'm pressing publish, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Any anytime I see someone send me something that has the word delve in there three delve. times and uh double double emojis on on everything uh every single subhead i'm like all right you could have could have at least done a little bit something here uh, so i mean i i i also think about this a lot blaine is is you know when I always encourage people, right? Like, yeah, use tools like Cast Magic or you know, uh, you, you know, these different meeting tools, you, you know, Meet Geek or Fathom or Otter or w- whatever it is, right? To to do the same thing for your meetings. But then the downside is, yeah, like when people don't take the time and the care uh, to to bring their own voice uh, to whatever content that they're creating on the back end. So um, I'm sure that you've worked with with hundreds or thousands of of content creators. Maybe what are some of your even best tips um, for people when they're using AI to scale their written content aside from kind of what you said, you know, make sure it has that human touch, but is there any more insights that you can give us on how to really make it uh, a a connecting piece of content?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, this one was the biggest thing for us. I think what we found, like, like you said, we've worked with a bunch of creators right now, over 40,000 creators um, to date and, and only growing. And the biggest thing we're starting to see was that people like, you know, ChatGPT came out and it was all about like the prompt and coming up with the most complex prompts, but great, like complex prompts don't exactly always equal the output or like tone and voice and style that you might actually want. They may not sound like you. It was actually funny. We even did a thing where we tried to like reverse engineer um, pieces that, you know, we were writing and being like ChatGPT describe the like, the tone or like the style that like we're writing in and we'd come up with all these like crazy adjectives. You'd plug those tone and adjectives black back into chat GPT and the results were like just weird. So, so when it comes for us, at least the way the, the code that like I've sort of been able to crack with cast magic and how it can handle writing for me is the, just the use of content samples. So rather than overthinking on How am I going to create the prompt and spend, write an essay and spend more time writing instructions than I would spend writing the content, right? All I'm going to do is find a piece of content that I like, that I'd like to emulate in terms of like my own voice and style. I'm going to paste it in as a content sample. And then I'm just going to describe that content sample. So basically in Cast Magic, the whole notion of prompting becomes a lot easier because you're not really... Thinking about, oh, let me come up with all the perfect instructions for the prompt. You're just finding a piece of or style or format, whether it's a particular email format that you've written that you like, whether it's a particular style of show notes, whether it's a particular style of blog writing or tweet thread or like or like note sort of follow-up, anything that you want, you just paste it in as a content sample. And then AI can take that and basically emulate that tone style and format for you based off of. Whatever unique context, in this case, a conversation, dialogue, or media, or video, you're feeding it.
0: Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a 1,000 hours inside ChatGPT, and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course.
1: I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realized that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing.
0: Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com again that's podppp.com sign up for the free course and start putting chat gpt to work for you do you think that there's kind of a a curve that we're experiencing right now with ai content um c- c- because i think you know even personally you know over the last you know year or so i've seen people that maybe weren't interested in producing written content you know, flock to, you know, chat GPT or now Gemini or Anthropic Claude and, you know, everyone's like, now okay, I can create decent content. Do you think that we're going to cons- uh, continue to go on this kind of uphill climb, um, you know, even as tools such as Cast Magic make it even easier uh, to-, to repurpose? Or do you think maybe that the, the written uh, ca- kind of content piece, have we kind of hit the cap, right? And maybe are we now going to be seeing you know, more people doing, you know, videos and and podcasts. Like what are, so what are your thoughts on kind of the future of content creation with great tools like Cast Magic and others? And are we just going to see more and more and more written content?
1: I think we are going to see more written content, but at the same time, I'll say, I think content in general, like there's a power law to it. So when you're creating content, when everyone in the world is doing the same thing, like if you're just doing the same thing everyone else is doing, your content is going to get drowned out. So like what really stands out is points, point of views that are unique point of views that are unique to you. um, And even style and formats. Like I think with the reason we saw a resurgence in text was just the fact that like so much of our content consumption was like moving to, you know, like short form video, TikTok, Instagram photos, all of that. And people were like, wait a minute, like let's create more text content. And and, like, so it, it opened up an opportunity that, but content in general, I think the best content creators are always kind of ahead of the curve and ahead of the masses. And that's what makes them stand out. So I think at the end of the day, what you're trying to do as a content creator is you want to be able to stand out. And the way you stand out is you create content that's unique to you. And only you, because you have a unique vantage point on things. And then the other thing is uh, it's once you've figured that out, then it's about building a system and um, you know, Having a process to it, so it's not just oh, I created one great piece of content. You're building um, an entire operating system around your content.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, it's that's literally what we do here at Everyday AI. So we we obviously have you know some tools that we use on the front end, some tools that we use at the back end, but Cast Magic is a big part of our daily workflow, right? So to create a daily. Uh, Podcast and live stream and newsletter—it's a lot. So, you know, I'm curious. Uh, you know, I've always had people to be like, "Oh, Jordan, tell me how you do this. Like, what tools you use." So, maybe if you are uh, interested, maybe yeah, maybe I'll uh, do a behind the scenes on how we produce it, how we use Cast Magic. So, you know, if if you're live, maybe just like type in the word process or something like that. Maybe if enough people want to see it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do a little something special but you know Brian here even asking something similar so Brian's asking you know what are some of the automated flows that you use Blaine and how do you wrap AI into that yeah I'm always I'm always curious how people either personally use their own products that they build or maybe you know uh, some, some AI that you use maybe before or after cast magic
1: yeah, absolutely. So I think like we said, workflows are super important. So one way in which we do it is like we start with a podcast we record it. As soon as it gets recorded, we hook it up with Zapier. So as soon as as soon as that podcast is recorded, it's automatically sucked into Cast Magic. From there, Cast Magic basically creates all the different content assets that we need from the show. So that includes our show notes. So when if you like go on our podcast and you see like the show notes, that's that's all written by um, AI with our Polish, of course, it automatically writes our email follow-up to our guests. It automatically writes the first draft of our newsletter that we send out, um, via email every week. It automatically writes out our like social posts and threads. So where we announce on LinkedIn, where we announce on Twitter, where we announce on all the different platforms in each platform, we've tailored those posts to like match this tone and style of the form the, of the platform. Right. So like content on Twitter, the way someone's consuming it might be a little bit shorter than the post that you would do on LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, you have to know that, you know, it's like the first two lines that you're going to need to catch people's attention and they either expand it or they don't. So we're basically able to gear the social posts to um, be optimized for all the different platforms. But in terms of a workflow, that's kind of how we do it. Automatically sucked in via Zapier. We've pre-created all the different points of like our workflow that we need done. And then we're automatically able to send it again via Zapier to all those different um, end destinations that we're posting and creating content to. So even like the email, all I do is in Cast Magic, I hit like one button and it automatically queues it up in my email draft and then I can just send it out from there. So that's kind of how we bring it into our workflow.
0: Love it. Um, here's here's a kind of related question. You kind of got to this, but maybe if you can speak a little bit more specifically, Blaine. So Tara here is asking, how does the post production work after the recording is complete?
1: So post production isn't something that like we handle. Um, well, I guess there's two ways to think of post production, right? There's post production in terms of what I just talked about on the content end, and there's post production of like the media file itself, where you're like injecting your ad reads and you're like editing the audio. So like. We don't handle editing the audio or anything like that. We're focused on extracting the context and turning that into the post-production assets that um, you're talking about. So yeah, that it's basically happens kind of what we said. It's all ingested into Cast Magic. It's all templated, so all of our content comes out exactly how we like it. And then our team's able to go in and kind of directly edit in Cast Magic, put the final touches on before we send it and publish to all the different platforms. So in terms of Post production, it's basically brought all of that workflow into one workspace to make it like really easy to edit. We've got team functionality and collaboration as well. So people can kind of get in there. And especially this is really helpful if you've got other people who are part of your content team. Um, And there's going to be a lot we're going to be continuing to productize on that side as well as it relates to collaboration.
0: Yeah. And, you know, something I'm thinking about, because I actually, Blaine, I I brought up Cast Magic yesterday. Uh, I I was talking to a very, um, you know, popular creator uh, here on LinkedIn. And, you know, he was kind of, uh, you you know, walking me through a project that he was working on. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, have you tried a, you know, a program like Cast Magic? And I, you know, named, you know, one or two others. And he's like, no, I just kind of used, you know, chat GPT for this. So can you walk through, uh, walk people through, um, kind of the 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 pros and the cons right because i think there are pros and cons to using a tool like cast magic versus chat gpt for something like the transcript but you know maybe why might people uh or could you walk us through situations where you might want to use chat gpt instead and then maybe walk us through situations where you would definitely want to use cast magic instead
1: definitely i think that's such a good question and i think people oftentimes think oh i can just get one ai and i'm done right like but I don't think that's the case because I think it all comes down to how you solve the important problems and the important workflows that you're dealing with. So personally, I use cast magic all the time for like a big part of my workflow. And I also use chat GPT because chat GPT is very good at very specific things that like I need to do and different conversations or chat GPT's that I've had set up and cast magic is really good. And the reason we built cast magic in the first place is a couple different reasons. One, when ChatGPT released, there was no transcription, right? So you couldn't just take a hour long audio or video file, drop it into ChatGPT. So we were able to handle, we were able to solve for transcription with CastMagic. The second thing we we're able to do is start building out a media library. So oftentimes you might wanna create a conversation or, that, or something that's able to pull context from multiple different media files instead of one. That's not something you can do in ChatGPT. So that's something we're able to do in Cast Magic, where you're able to build your whole library of content. And it's always gonna be there for you to create content from individual recordings or across multiple recordings. The other part is like a rich user experience. So we've productized the workflow layers for the team collaboration, for um, how you're able to handle the transcripts, the types of file formats that are gonna be output, the experience of labeling the different speakers, and then templating all the different prompts that you're going to be creating with your workflow and hooking those into Zapier. So like these workflow things, like this is why SAS exists, right? Like you, for specific workflows, there's going to be tools that are like really better. If you want to just work with the generic version for a chat GPT, like, absolutely. I use chat GPT. If I'm talking about something that's not related to any of my contexts or my recordings, and I just want like a quick, like you know, sanity check on something, I'm going to use chat GPT because I'm not trying to use it across my media library or use it on my voice recordings or anything like that. But if you need a purpose built tool to like help you create content based off your context and your media, then cast magic is going to be your bet for that.
0: Uh, so, (laughs) So, uh, asking here, another question, uh, you know, if cast magic plans to use video in the future for someone that has a video podcast,
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we actually just released our first beta of our video product. So well, currently, if you ingest video, like you can see, and you can clip out the the video right now based on the transcript. So if there's a portion that you're like, you know, one of the things we do in cast magic, we identify all the parts that would be like great clips or like, you know, quotable sort of moments from the episode. And if you just go into the transcript, you highlight like whatever you want to do and you hit export as a clip. We're also integrating um, what's called Cast Magic Studio, where you're able to now turn different parts of your content into, instantly into like, you know, social media st- style, like graphical cards, like quote cards and stuff like that. So you might think of that like right now, your workflow might have to be like, oh, you have to export all your content, figure out what you wanna write, go over to Canva, like build out your custom templates there. But now we, we kind of like, make it just one click directly from your transcript, you're able to generate um, visual sort of assets. And that's gonna be everything from, uh, you know, video clips to audiograms, to social media cards, to generative video. So yeah, video is gonna be a big part of of what we do. And it all starts with having your own stuff and being able to kind of chop it up and repurpose however you're gonna need it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the repurposing is is so important in the speed and the flexibilities amazing yeah yeah like i said even full disclosure me and me and blaine are probably going to talk for you know two or three minutes after this call and you know brandon from my team's already going to have all of this in cast magic by the time i hang up and i can go in and work with it pretty amazing so yeah if you do want to see our process if enough people want to see we'll give you a behind the scenes just maybe type in the comments here email me process but uh blaine blaine as we wrap up here because we've talked about a lot we've talked about how you can um you know use ai to better understand context. Uh, how to bring your, your your own tone and style, um, e- you know, into your written content ultimately. But maybe what's your one biggest takeaway for people? You know, even for maybe those who uh, those of us who aren't podcasters, right? Like, what is the best way um, that you can give us, or the best piece of advice on how to use AI uh, to to properly uh, create content that reflects our own tone and style?
1: Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway is. AI, like use AI to like augment what you're currently doing or tap into things that you've always wanted to do that have been like too much of an actual problem for you. Um, So I would say number one, like try things, um, but try things intentionally, right? Like there's, you want to use AI, not just because like it's cool and like there's a bunch of like new tools coming out every single day, but you want to use things that actually solve a problem and, and have value for you. And then once you're there, the, the my other takeaway is at the end of the day, you want to stay authentic to yourself. So definitely leverage AI, but like make sure you're putting your own polish on it and not just blindly posting. Because at the end of the day, authenticity with your audience does matter. And at the end of the day, you're the one who's curating what you're publishing, what your relationship is with your audience, your community, et cetera. So that's not something you want to abuse and lose by just Posting a bunch of content that says, you know, as we delve into our conversation today, which is clearly AI generated. So that's uh, uh, that's my takeaway.
0: The word delve, poor delve. Delve is it, just it's really ruined it for up me up over the last couple of it months. It has. Right?
1: It has. (laughs) Cool. I think actually, actually, Jordan, the funny you say that in, in my cast magic instance, we have like an area where you can like give it context for like rules for things not to do. And I literally have like never used the word delve (laughs) because I'm like, I'm like, I know it's it's the, it's the dead giveaway, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. This was a great one. Uh, So thank you so much, Blaine, for joining the Everyday AI show. We really appreciate your time.
1: Cool. Thanks so much for having me on, Jordan. This was a blast.
0: And hey, as a reminder, everyone, we went over a lot. We're going to be sharing more, even how we use Cast Magic. We might give you a little bit of behind the scenes, but also uh, a lot more in today's newsletter, breaking down today's conversation. If this sh- if this was helpful, please consider reposting this, resharing this, and join us tomorrow. I'm excited for this one. We're going to be talking about uh, AI meets doctors, turning healthcare from a service to a product with the CEO and founder of Forward, a pretty big health company out there. So thank you for joining us. Please go to youreverydayai.com, subscribe to that free daily newsletter. We'll see you back tomorrow and every day for more Everyday AI. Thanks y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.